Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. Get to heapsnormal.com, chuck in duty-free at checkout and get yourself some bloody delicious, non-alcoholic free beers delivered anywhere in Australia with free shipping. Duty-free at checkout. I've been absolutely smashing them, Heggy, in the lead-up to this taping. Great. Don't want to put a plug in a plug, but... uh, Well, why not? Fuck. Big old recycling bin full of these bad boys. Jeffrey thing must go. Got to do your plugs, mate. mate. <laughs> Someone's got to do them. That's how we get fucking paid around here. Well, yeah. <laughs> Heapsnormal.com. Get them in ya. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door. Welcome to Midflight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Oh, we've got him. The magic of the internet. You're back. You there? Yes, I'm here. Beautiful. Gay Paris is there, living it up. Wow. I'm not actually. Where are you? I'm in the south. Oh, the south of France. Yes. Know that from a few rap songs. Look out. They go down there now, do they? Are you popping bottles in the south of France, Heggy? Your mates. They do names down here, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was just in uh, Limousin, uh, Limoges, where they have very oh. special cows, in fact. Mm. Ate one. You know what they don't do here? Toppers. Oh, fuck. They haven't joined the future. Not some fucking grilled snail toppers. No. Man, that'd go, that'd some cut sti- sick at a posh Aussie <laughs> restaurant. Snail toppers. Stinky cheese and some fucking snail toppers, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Living it up over in France. Hope it's all going well, mate. Hope you're having a fun little bloody holiday. Yeah, it's great. I'm down at the factory now where my kids work some sometimes. Um <laughs> What, making iPhones and it's, stuff? What have you got them doing? Right. And, oh, man, speaking of phones, mine pretty much, it's, you know, when they sort of start to. Hold on, man. Sorry. Sorry. You're about to tell me a thing I told you five months ago when the only button on the fucking phone stopped working and you go, it's all right. A listener of ours roars, good 
top bloke, he sorted me out with a digital button. Yeah. So I don't need a button anymore. And you go, I, I reckon you will need a button at some point. That's no, not the that button. That will give in. Problems are running deeper than the button. You know how they inflate oh, no. and the sort of sides start to pop out off a phone? What? And it's just, and then you've just got to keep it plugged in all the time. It's not even a mobile anymore. It's just plugged in. <laughs> it's at that stage. What, what, do you, what do you mean they inflate like a fucking old milk that you've left in the fridge? The carton's gone oh, all puffy. You can't really see that, can you? Yeah, it's, yeah oh, pretty much. It's exactly that. It's all puffy. <laughs> so the screen's about to crack because it's puffed up. I don't know how. I don't know what's happened. Still just working. Even your phone's put a little bit of holiday weight on, eh? Yeah. Look out. Everyone blows up a bit when they're <laughs> on holidays. A little bit cheeky. Yeah. I'll sort it out. There'll be some, some way to fix it. I'll put it in, in between two heavy books. So it's uh, Well, last week we blamed it on, we said maybe baguette crumbs had gotten into the PowerPoint and that's why you couldn't talk to me on the internet. Oh, right. No. <laughs> Few people theorising. Yeah. Uh, some technical <laughs> Drop the croissant on the computer. I was out in the country. I'll send you some photos. You can see it like the more picturesque your location, the less chance you have of having good internet. Oh, mate, I, I assume you've got any photos you're going to send me are not of a picturesque French countryside. It's going to be look how big this dog shit was that I saw at a park or something. Yeah. It is fabled for that, France. A lot of people come back and go, yeah, it's dog shit everywhere. It smells like piss. It smells like piss. That's a that's a common complaint. Really? It smells like piss? Yeah. I've been a couple of times. I didn't... Oh, Paris can, yeah. But then public toilets are ugly, aren't they? You can't see, you can't see piss in a postcard. No. So, you know, <laughs> swings and roundabouts, isn't it? That's why I just get on the darts. Get rid of that sense of smell and taste. Good oh, to okay. go. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're all just darting on. This long COVID, never smell anything ever again. The downfall of Michael Hutchins. <laughs> Before we get into this uh, episode, we do have some live shows coming up. Uh, our show in the Paris of the South, Brisbane. Oh, yeah. Uh, the live show, September 10th, yeah. sold out. Nothing left. Oh, yeah. All tickets gone. Nice. Uh, so that is great. We're doing a stand-up show that same night. Uh, get on the good chat comedy website to find info there. We'll be at Live Midfly Brawl doing Grapes of Mirth, Barossa Valley, October 29, and we're lining up some other dates as well at the minute. Yeah. Chances, Sydney listeners, keep tuned of a sneaky Sydney show coming up very soon, but we'll give details of that next week. Um, very special date. You will not forget it. <laughs> um, you will never forget this date. Speaking of listeners and our trusty mm. patrons... Uh, I floated this with you the other day. Didn't get a response. Mm. Was thinking about having a poll among the people who pay uh, for how long the gone too soon's should be should be played. If you, and if you're if somehow you're joining this show for the very first time, 120 odd episodes in, uh, when someone passes away, we play a snippet. The Michael Jackson song, Gone Too Soon. There's many different ones. Yeah, don't. We don't need them all. They know, Why? People know what it is. Well, this is the point. You <laughs> know what I mean? Well, yeah, they so do. There's that one. And there's this one. If someone is coming in at this late stage, <laughs> they'll think, oh, that's quite cool. Yeah, great. It's not. Stop talking bullshit. over it. Doing a one. Yeah, so you want to we'll put up a poll on the Patreon. Um, do you like the full-length version of those clips? You really want them cut down, don't you? Yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. It's awful. 
and on receiving complaints. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. About you. No, Fuck. just about that. Um, I am the button pusher. Yeah. So uh, it will we'll be amongst that and hopefully there'll be a, a resolution soon and I don't want any fucking bullshit around the polling process like Trump no, just a, and the Russians. A simple <laughs> Storm the uh, the capital MFB yes. HQ. So it was faked. It was a bullshit poll. Yes. Simple yes no I reckon. Long ver- or simple long version, short version. Yes. That's it. Yep. Patreon.com slash midflight brawl for your bonus content as well. I would personally sign up and just pay ten bucks once just to vote and then get out of that if it were me as a freeloader. If you're annoyed enough. Yeah. Yep. Fuck, that'd be funny. To see a few of those that month, the little exit poll at the end. I've said my piece. Yeah. (laughs) That'd sort out capitalism in the end, wouldn't it? If you got to pay to vote. Pay to vote. I mean, that'd get like be the final, you know, (laughs) final rung on the ladder of capitalism. Pay to vote. (laughs) Sick. Or you've got to watch ads. If you're not going to pay for it, you've got to watch ads. Yeah. (laughs) Before you're allowed to put the. The uh the the ballot form into the into the box. That's fine. The lower classes love ads. Oh yeah, they live for it. They sing them. Kids sing ads and shit now. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, and they're shit ads now. Terrible. You know. Oh, so gone like are the days. Bill or Lubemobile. Yeah, <laughs> we fixed the car. <laughs> Those Lubemobile kids. They must be. <laughs> they'd be my age. I reckon. That's probably ruined their lives. Told you once, and mate, I pretended. Uh, he was the young. He was the young kid in the. Um, was it double AMI? At the crocodile came out, ripped me into parts, pieces. Little four-year-old kid is telling this story about. Yeah, don't know. Yeah, ripped me into parts, pieces. My head went that way. My legs went that way. Yeah. HBA, that's what it was. It was a uh, this little. It was like a private. Um, Private healthcare ad. One of your more bespoke insurance agencies, yes. Yeah, and the, this little four-year-old kid apparently could, just got his older brother in there to roll him up by telling bullshit stories and then the four-year-old tried try to join in and they just filmed that and turned one of them into an ad and we pretended that my mate was that bloke. Oh, nice. But all grown up. How'd that go? Just to annoy some fucking pissed people at a pub. Oh, it's the new I'm a helicopter pilot is pretending you're yeah. a child actor. <laughs> Well, may we uh, before we kick into this episode each week, of course, if we are uh, in separate cities, we're on Zoom at the minute. You've got yourself a very classy Zoom background. They always have a grim story behind each and every one of them. This one seems no different. First of all, black <laughs> black and white photo, heaps of shit out the front of this fucking house. Um, yeah. I was going to say it's a really old photo, but it's not. It's got one of those tiny trampolines I can see on the porch. Yeah, like someone's doing fucking jazzercise or something in the in the house. Yeah, it's at a, it's at an angle that suggests it's not been used for a while. Though it's just piled on top of shit. Real hoarder front porch here. Oh, can you move yeah. to the side a bit so I can see these cops? I want to figure out. All right, hang hold on. on. Oh, oh man, I've got no idea. It does look Australian. It's got a look. Oh, English. It's the other one. No. What Kiwi? Oh, New Zealand. Wow. Yeah. They're doing murders there now. Oh, they were in 1994. What happened there? Well, this is uh, beautiful Dunedin, mm-hmm. Otago. For the New Zealand listeners, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a Bain residence where 
one young David Bain went out on a paper route. <laughs> Mate, this is the first Maybe time you've didn't. smiled in an episode in ages. Big <laughs> smile. Eyes are wide. Your fucking pupils are dilated. You're, you're pumped up yeah. to talk about this bloke. I've never heard of him. No, no, no. David Bain. Oh, it's a very interesting story. They burnt this house down oh. after it just to get rid of all the bad, you know, the bad vibes yeah. and all that evidence for the retrial, obviously, yeah. gone. Um, yeah, just five people of his family all dead. He was out delivering papers. Oh. Uh, got convicted but then got appealed and got off. So Sorted. Yeah. Yeah, just just so, <laughs> every cloud. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah. I, I did read a book about him, actually. There's an ex-All Black who got on his case, obviously. That's what they do when, in retirement. And uh, it's a bit of that Innocence Project sort of feel to it. And he um, he got him off in the end. And probably fair enough, to be honest, from what I read. But who knows? I don't know. Wasn't there, was I? You reckon he didn't do anything wrong? I. It's hard to tell. I mean, they gave him nearly a million and said, look, we think you're guilty, but we want to get rid of this case. Yeah, wow. Well. Because that fucking all-black bloke just keeps coming back like they do. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, he's, he's minus five family members. Um, anyway, if he did do it, good job, David. You got away <laughs> with it. But I don't, I don't know that he did. I've got to look this bloke up. I think it was the dad. Where's the dad? The dad, Daddy Bones. Oh, he was in the five in the house? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, so this kid was young. This bloke was young when it happened? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's like a music student with a paper route. Yeah, he's, well, about, he's about 20 maybe, yeah. 19, 20. And uh, he was the oldest kid and not a happy household. I reckon, uh, I reckon paper route, it's got a, that's probably the latest age you can do it, 20, and then you can get back into it, 55, I reckon. I'd, I'd pull up stumps about 16, I yep. reckon. Oh, yeah. I was just trying to help him out. Did. He's lost five family members. I don't want to fucking knock his job as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm de- I bumped up the <laughs> – I bumped up what I found acceptable just to help him out, you know. Yeah, you've been very, very generous there. Very <laughs> generous. All right, should we get stuck into this app? Yep. Let's do it. All right, mate. This week we're looking at Air France, in fact, flight – Eight, uh, October 16, 2008. Flight eight, flight number eight. This is going to be a big oh, one. Yeah. Classy. Paris, France, New York, New York. Ooh. No less. And not only classy, we're headed back up to the front end of the plane where grubbery exists just as well as the back. Oh, yeah. Slightly different attitude toward it, but class doesn't discriminate when it comes to grubs. It's like cancer, isn't it? As I've always said, they're both going to rob you. It's just one will take your fucking wallet and the other take will, will take your super. Will so take everything and get a one. clap on the back for it and a new office, <laughs> a gold watch that could have belonged to you. Uh, yeah, man, quite a high-class uh, affair here. Matthias Gerond Hermes. Oh, Heir to the French fashion house Hermes, which I forthwith shall pronounce as Hermes because <laughs> that's what we would do and you sound less racist just mispronouncing stuff these days than you do doing it properly and less of a wanker. So how do you say it? Hermes? Yes. Yeah, but that makes Hermes. sense. Hermes. Fucking Hermes. Mate, Hermes. nice Hermes hoodie. <laughs> By the way, all of these... 
all of these brands now, Gucci, Hermes, yeah. um, they're all just in the fucking hoodies game. The Hermes make hoodies. Oh, mate, they, every one of them will have a fucking tracksuit. Everyone. A Louis Vuitton tracksuit. There were, there actually, I think there is, yeah. Yeah, of course, because of cryptocurrency and house prices going up so much, there's a lot of new money with no fucking class behind it. Yeah. And here they come straight into a fucking Hermes store. <laughs> oh, they'll do anything. They will do anything. It really shows they'll do anything for money. Mercedes make fucking hatchbacks, mate. That's where we are. <laughs> like they'll do, anyone will do anything for money. That's where that's what's happened. <laughs> fucking shameless. Man, there's an Avalon, there's a fucking Avalon bath towel and a baby, there's baby clothes. Hermes, Hermes hooded bath towel. Oh, they do everything. Fucking hell. Hermes. Good on them. <laughs> well, uh, one of the heirs is our protagonist today. And uh tell you what, we're churning through the fashion houses. About every 40 episodes average, we'll have a rich kid from a famous fashion brand. Mm. On this on this very podcast, so go back and check out. We have uh, the Ralph Lauren yep. niece. Uh, we had a oh Hilton. That's not fashion, is it? Hotels, yeah. same same sort of vibe, isn't it? It's always that. What is it? The first the first generation earns it. The second one holds onto it. The third generation blows it. Yeah, pretty much. So nice to see. Well, it's you know, fine. Where's what your grandkids? Order. Yeah, they'll be the cunts. Matthias, bit of background on him. He's uh, he's got a brother, Olaf, who's the other heir to the billion dollar family business. Um, Olaf currently leases a property on Malibu Beach for 120k us dollars a month mm. with his wife Eva and their two children. Most interesting thing about Olaf is that he's renting. Yeah, that always gets me. I'm like, what's the what's the catch there? They could, but what is the fucking catch? They're, they're not renting, month. Crazy. but they're not renting just to rent. There's some slippery, fucking sneaky. Oh, it's a it's leasing a Lexus situation. One of those <laughs> mob. Yeah, you're up to something, aren't you? Don't know what it is yet, but you're up to something. Have you seen an old man near a fucking zebra crossing? Just quickly, I'm on the uh, I'm on the Hermes Hermes website. Yep. Um, they've got a Hermes bespoke workshop. Oh, bespoke. Yeah. Bespoke. The word bespoke has definitely been commandeered by these, these types of people. This there looks like a, a longboard type of thing. They've, they're making everything. Fragrances and makeup, jewellery and watches, yep. home, outdoor and equestrian. Whatever. They've also got dog stuff. I'll, I'll give it to you. Cash. How much for a Hermes small dog bowl? Hermes small dog bowl. Small. Uh, not big dog bowl, small dog in, bowl. In US dollars? Uh, Australian. Australian dollars. Um, 476. Ooh, I like that you had a go. $1,720. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's it got? The large bowl, $1,795. Who's not just paying the extra 75 for the big dog bowl? Well, someone with a little dog with those stupid floppy ears that get wet. Well, this is a there is a very little dog. It's just a, a two uh like a dog bowl with two compartments. That's it. Right. So just reeks of gold plated cattle prod, doesn't it? This would be a really good uh prices right actually, that that last level where you've got to put the things in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One to ten. Absolutely no chance. Gucci hoodie. H- Hermes carrying bag for a dog? Yep. 
Oh, he price. was carrying bag for a dog. Oh, it's got to be more than a bowl. I'd say $2,892. Oh, $3,965. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give me the show there. Um, Olaf, Matthias's brother, the most interesting thing about Olaf ever is that in 2003, a judge called him a deadbeat dad Oof. after he failed to pay 700K a few months' rent there in child support to his estranged wife, Olga, and their two kids after a divorce. Now, before deadbeat dad gets chucked around, the fact that that's even a number that the bloke could possibly pay means that he must be all right. No one's destitute. Yeah. Um how many months or years is he owed there? Oh, I don't know. Didn't get to the bottom of it. I just knew it was 700K. Probably well, if it's, <laughs> I was going to say, if it's under 70 years worth, I reckon he. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 700 right. grand. Yeah. Fuck. He got divorced after Olga found out he was having an affair with his now wife, Eva. Oh, so, that's all right. Love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True love. Um, the dad, Matthias's father, Patrick. Was a French sports entrepreneur and billionaire. Uh, in 2001, Forbes magazine ranked him 387th richest man in the world. He's a, he's a, I mean, it's generational money. This, but um, in the 50s, he was in Morocco as a cavalryman. Uh, 30 years later, he went back and bought Ain Casamu a villa bought for a relative of Leo Tolstoy, no less, as a surprise for his wife and two sons. But then it got redeveloped as part of a royal royal polo club that he was oh. president of. Fucking loves polo in Morocco more than his boys, this bloke. Um, the two boys can't fucking wait for the old coot to buy the farm. Moro- <laughs> Moroccan polo just sounds like slang for some sort of upper. Drug. Yeah. Get on the old fucking Moroccan polo. You'll be right. A <laughs> <laughs> couple um, of these Moroccan polos, you'll be back in the game. You know those old blokes, so the like billionaire types, they they just they just won't die, will they? He's ninety, still at the helm. Hardy old bastards, that generational billionaire type. Stay alive in the end just despite their stupid freeloading sons when they could just leave their fashion houses to the cat society or something anyway, and spite them. And watch everyone fight from from the grave. Why? Why would you die if you've got billions of dollars and you're fucking playing polo and I assume have a thirty five year old girlfriend? You just hang on. Yeah. I think most people die because they're bored and they're out of cash. Are you reckon? <laughs> All you could do is stay interested. You'll be alive forever. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Scientist. Um, Hermes. The fashion house, Hermes, famous for its leather bags and other assorted shit such as dog bowls. <laughs> Rocker bar and, to um, dog collar, 925 uh, AU. Fucking hell. Gold-plated toilet brushes, shit like this. Um, started out as a saddlery, a bit like Greg Grant's in Brisbane. Um, expanded <laughs> over generations and uh, eventually spawned a bunch of fuckwit rich kids who do very little. We all know the type. Bit of a problem, isn't it, that? Oh. But no one wants to be a povo, and yet under no circumstances do you want your kids growing up rich, like invariably turn out as fuckheads. But that's, I, th- I think people do want their kids not to do much and just enjoy themselves. 
Like they don't look around at anyone else who may have annoyed them in the past and gone, is this what I'm making? Another one of these. Oh, I think it's a great conundrum. Not much worse than fronting up at Kendi and some little fuckstick kid's got a Ralph Lauren popped collar. <laughs> in my experience, already negotiating how to get himself a better little lunch than the other kids get fucked and getting a clap on the back from his dad. They've, I've never seen one turn out great. Nah, they're always the, always the ones, and I believe I've spoken about these dad-son combos in uh, previous episodes where the, you know, the 48-year-old dad and the three-year-old son both have the same haircut. They're both fucking high fade. Oh, yeah. They've gone to the barber yeah. and they've gotten the same do. Fucking <laughs> absolute cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd, it would never be an option, but if it were an option to ever have a beer with a billionaire, it'd be the worst, it'd be a bad night. Like, I don't you reckon? They'd be terrible company. Just, yeah, psychopath, fucking pieces of shit, obviously. No good. Um, in, uh, this is a little, little bit that the man got back, though. In the summer of 2011, a $20 million Hermes counterfeiting ring was busted. Oh, no. Hermes employees were involved. Now, oh. making the counterfeits using materials they'd stolen from the workshops to make them realistic so people couldn't tell they were fakes. Sounds like they're real Hermes. Oh, yeah. If the people who make them stole the stuff they make it with and then make them, yeah, that's fucking Hermes. Overtime handbags, <laughs> whatever. Working late yeah, at the factory. That? That's Hermes. That's not a rip-off. You get out what you put in. Um, I'm told, I feel the same about watches. Mm. I get told that they're fakes so good. You pretty much have to be a 100-year-old Swiss Nazi to tell the difference. <laughs> Why would you buy a fucking real one if that's the case? Dinner table conversation piece, no more, no less. Like Your watch worth $50,000 is exactly the same as a watch that's been faked. That's 3000 What are you doing? Yeah. Billionaire money. I think that, again, too much cash, correct? You don't even wear a watch, do you? No. Got a phone in my pocket. <laughs> Keeps pretty good time, I think you'll find. <laughs> if you're relying if I don't on have your, it, I ask someone. Your fucking busted phone to tell you the time. Man. <laughs> Who knows what numbers that thing's spitting out. Um, with this with this ring, right, the, uh, the head of uh, Committee Colbert, the French Luxury Goods Association, said when counterfeiting was artisanal, it didn't bother us so much. So even he respects <laughs> that they just stole shit and were yep. artisan thieves. Uh, three months after the close of the trial, though, the various defendants were criminally charged, ranging from six months of suspended jail time to a three-year sentence. And, cop this, the most severe penalty went to the ringleader who was tried by the French court despite not appearing or responding to the legal proceedings. So there's an active arrest warrant out for him. He obviously Great. doesn't care. Love it. And he's not on fucking Interpol. It's Hermes. No one gives a fuck. Um, That's very French. It is very French to be in jail. And it's like, what are you in here for? Oh, just a couple of artisanal crimes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, fucking here we go. This well, <laughs> this guy's not even in jail. He hasn't played by the rules. If you don't, you don't have to acknowledge you've done anything wrong. It's not a bad way to live. A lot of people live like that. Similar to when you see a millennial agitator such as yourself uh, <laughs> debating modern gender roles or something on Twitter with a rugby league player. Something like that. And I say, look, you have to think about how we're all equal, need to respect and celebrate each other, unlike you've been doing. And he'll say, yeah, well, you're fucking ugly. (laughs) 
don't have the same parameters. You don't have to be judged by the same factors. <laughs> hey, what do you think about uh, the the Ricky Stewart? Oh, pretty have good. You Just said- deriding some kid on another team. Oh, mate. Yeah. So apparently, if you, if you haven't heard, Ricky Stewart is a rugby league. He's a rugby league coach. Um, he, <laughs> he called a player from an opposing team a weak gutted dog. Yes. Because he kicked this player kicked one of his players during a game, and he had he said, "I've had history with that kid. I know that kid very well. He's a weak gutted dog as a kid, and he hasn't changed now. He's a weak gutted dog person now." <laughs> <laughs> But apparently the bloke had said that the player had said something about his daughter and the kid was a junior. Ah, okay. Plot thickens. Mm. A classic rugby league love story. You know what I'd love though? Everyone's focused on can you believe the coach called him a weak gutted dog? The coach might be the first first time a coach has been suspended. Yeah. And they're just forgetting the actual weak gutted dog who up kicked the fucking player in the head (laughs) with the boots. That's gone to the side. Don't worry. It's the old sticks and stones reversal. Yeah. Well, that's where we are, isn't it? Doesn't matter. What a time. Um, at, the, uh, at the time of today's incident, 2008, uh, Matthias was 37 years old. And you know what his bio reads as? Not beyond the realm of possibility, yours will be the same three things one yeah, day. Well, I'm going to get the dinger ready for this. Yeah. It's lining up to be pretty good. Three things. Socialite. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Player. Realtor. Imagine that. (laughs) You know what, though? I respect it. I respect it because he's on the front foot with his country versus the rest of them going free thinker, father, husband. Philanthropist. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if he knew there were more lines there. Imagine your dad, billionaire or not, reading that. You're a what, son? You're a fucking what? (laughs) I think you think my great-grandfather... Made saddles in the dust in the 1800s so you could socialise for a job. Rack off. Go mow the lawn, <laughs> boy. You idiot. Um, Get your Hermes lawnmower out, your $12,000 Hermes lawnmower, and go fucking sort out. <laughs> Don't forget the Hermes whippersnipper for the edges, $9,000. Oh, yeah. Um so yeah, polo is an interesting one. As a polo player, you don't have to be particularly athletic. I am... Um, I wouldn't even know. I've not, never seen a second of it. I've seen photos of people in the gear, but I've mm. never. Oh, you know what? That's a lie. I reckon I've seen maybe a three-second clip of a fat James Packer having a go. Man, you, I saw a picture once of Kerry Packer riding yep. a uh, polo horse, and the horse's eyes were bulging. It was on its front <laughs> knees. 
If it didn't get put down within five minutes of that photo <laughs> being taken, I'm not here. <laughs> put itself down. Ran oh. off a cliff. <laughs> Even if the horse did recover, there's no way the great man Kerry Packer had let a creature live after disrespecting him like that. <laughs> it just buckled under him. <laughs> it walked itself into the green tent. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, Mr. Redstyle, where's the Oi, where's that green tent? I mean it's a, I'm done. That's um if we're talking about billionaire fathers, I'd be surprised if Kerry Francis Bullmore Packer didn't get offered Australian of the Year at some stage. And uh, he would have declined because he's not an idiot. Oh, somebody, a few people have hit us up about the father of the year, the best one. Dean Jones. Oh, Dean Jones. Beauty. Victorian father of the year. Your mate. Ah, he was Victorian father of the year, was he? Mm. Still a good effort, Dean Jones, the cricketer, if you don't yes. know. Well, he had, it, he had it revoked after a secret love child scandal. Okay. Um. I reckon Kerry Packer, he, he would have known that it had come out among many other forms of mental abuse that he used to ramp up the bowling machine to 150 kph for a spell in the nets with the 13-year-old James trying to bat. Remember that? No. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Put it to 150k an hour. Yeah, just toughen him up. <laughs> Had the reverse effect from what I've seen. Um, there's an unsubstantiated rumour too, in fact, that uh, Kerry Packer used to call his son Fudge. I wouldn't stand behind that. <laughs> Don't know where I heard it, probably from you. It's up there with Yorick. I, uh, oh. Speaking of child abuse, getting your kids into the public arena, bad idea. Well, the stage has got to be the worst. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. Terrible place for a kid to be. I don't know why it's ever been allowed, really. The stats are in and the kids turn out like shit as adults every single time. Yeah, there's only a handful. I, I love those stories of the, and again, I'm sure I've spoken about it, the, but the where are they now? Yeah. It's like this child superstar never heard from again. You go, great. He's probably a fucking normal functioning adult. Yeah. And some of them actually get out all right, I think. The numbers are low. Man, usually not so good, though. They should, they should just use dolls for babies like they do in sitcoms <laughs> and like, you know, dwarves and jockeys and people like Gary Coleman. They could use the work since we can't throw them in anymore for sport. That's got to be healthier mentally than using kids and ruining lives. I don't know. So what you Oh, want. definitely. Or just young, like there'd be 25-year-old actors now that look fucking 12. That's what they all end up doing anyway. Yeah. The people on Glee are like 37 pretending they're in a high school fucking band. It's fine. <laughs> no one cares. You don't need an under 18 in there. Yeah, CGI, I mean, who gives a shit? So, <laughs> something I recently read, right, Natalie Wood, the uh, child actor mm. who grew up shithouse and uh, married Robert Wagner who went on mm-hmm. to kill her on a boat with Christopher Walken, all allegedly. Yep. And it's good a time to and a reminder in. for the dickheads out there, this whole podcast is about things that are alleged to have happened even if they definitely, definitely did, like OJ <laughs> killing two innocent people. We should just record an allegedly bed, just allegedly, 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 and you could just play it underneath, oh, allegedly, allegedly. Just really quiet in the background going, no, covered. Allegedly, allegedly. We might have to overlay the whole thing with that, to be honest. Um, everything but OJ and the Port Arthur massacre, which definitely happened, are alleged. Uh, Natalie Wood, though, when she was five years old, she was acting away as they do, and, and 
She was required to cry for a scene. And her responsible guardian, her mum, was on set, mm. obviously. Yeah. You wouldn't want to let an unattended five-year-old in that world. Um, you never know what might happen. So her mum did what any other mother would do in a situation where their child needs to cry. And now, what did she do? I'm going to have to say pinch her. No, she's not a Neanderthal. What she did was she caught a butterfly and ripped it apart in front of her. <laughs> Job done. Everyone wins. Woo! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Your mate. Oh. Ugh, grim. Oh. Um, I mean, I've done that to make Charlie put toys away, but that's to clean up the laundry. That's got nothing yeah. to do with this. That's not a, on a not job. Active. It's not for personal gain. Yeah. Not Just a psycho. Done. Mm. Yeah. Man. I mean, not that Natalie Wood's mum's totally responsible for this, but there are definitely fewer, butterf- fewer butterflies around now, I've noticed. Like in the city, they're a bugger all. Yeah. Hardly see them. Hardly well, they're all at Melbourne them. Zoo. There's a big room oh, of them there. Is that what they did? She's got a big net. You reckon the mum, the mum's... If you look, if you find that scene, do you reckon the mums get like wiped the tears away with their thumbs and left a bit of fucking wing dust, a little bit of butterfly <laughs> wing dust, and <on> the <laughs> looking like a gridiron player with the paint underneath? Oh. <laughs> Man, at the um, at the time, two thousand eight, we've got to get in this incident. Oh, Matthias yeah. was he was also he's the founder of investment capital firm Blue Growth Capital. Oh, um, here we go. That stayed off the bio, as did his yeah. father of two status. Unless he, oh, unless, unless he named it after Valium, uh, not Valium, Viagra pills. That's pretty good. Blue growth the old capital. Blue, <laughs> give it right. the old blue growth. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I mean, you want people to think that blue growth capital isn't just another faceless, greedy investment firm with capitalism literally displayed in the title, but um, You've got to let the idiots whose money you're going to use to steal other people's money know that you're just like them, a parent, a father, unless the great leveller. You want them to think, how does he fit it all in, all that conjuring money from thin air and responsible parenting, (laughs) such as turning a bowling machine up to Jeff Thompson (laughs) and aiming it at your soft son to toughen the bastard up? (laughs) I don't know why Packer bothered with the bowling machine. You could have just got the Australian cricket team in. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Hold the gun to Brett Lee's head and say, bowl at my son fast as you can. All bounces. I mean, all dad. Dad shouldn't have this much money. They just This is the sort of shit they do to their kids. They're so bored with making money, like I'm going to torture my kids. So what, what else is left? Um, bored everything else. Um, another accolade that Matthias possesses besides the basic human function of reproducing is uh, the gold medal of the French National Academy of Sports for being a European polo champion. Again, man of the people. Um, I I mean, I want to know that my hedge fund operator is one of us, (laughs) just a hardworking bloke who likes to knock top off an icy cold vintage champagne after a hard day's yakka, (laughs) one of them. Put your chucker down and have a Hermes glass. Solid gold, full of, you know, blood of a slave or something. Um, Matthias, at the time of today's incident, was expected to become a major shareholder in the family business. All he had to do was wait until his 90-year-old father passed away. Keep your head down, buddy. Don't do anything stupid and it'll all be yours. But no. Can't help themselves. Oh, he's flying to New York to celebrate his 37th birthday. 
the, the big one that everyone talks about. <laughs> the mighty 37th. <laughs> so a French number's different or something. What's going on here? Why is there, Why is 37 a big one? Nah, That's it's just a, a fuckhead. Dickhead thing to do. 37th. I've made myself quite clear with birthdays and adults grow up. It's like teenagers throwing on a, a going away party for themselves when they're leaving for three weeks to New Zealand. <laughs> Rack off. Um, anyway, a nearly 37 Matthias. He's on the plane. It's taken off as per the flight plan. No anomalies, nothing remarkable. Until how many hours in do you reckon? I'm going to go with three. Yep. over the blue, well past France's version of Shannon, Biarritz, uh, or if you're heading this way, maybe one of the African nations they helpfully invaded and showed how to make bread. <laughs> You'd get dropped off in one of them probably if you're coming to Australia and you pulled a stunt like this. Um, there were some reports Matthias had consumed a bit of booze by that stage. I mean, I, I don't so. hang out up in first class, obviously, but uh, RSA doesn't apply up there, does it? Fuck it, you wouldn't hope so. That might, what, it'd have to be a you know $10,000 ticket. Yeah, more. Just give me the bottle. What are you even yeah. doing? Why are you giving me a glass? Just give me a straw. Um, he also, on top of this, he indulged in a prescription drug called propofan. Why not? Oh, propofan. Isn't that the Michael Jackson? Oh, is it? Conrad. Gave uh, him that, not our Conrad. On. Dr. Conrad. Not propofol? Do you mean propofol? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's propofan. It's a, uh, uh-huh. well. Oh, no, there maybe. is propofan. Yeah. Uh, pain reliever that suppresses or reduces pain yeah, by a double pain. action on the central nervous system and the yeah. peripheral nervous system. Double Just chucking action. double action. Yep. Yes. No, pro- propofol is, uh, is the Michael Jackson one. That's the uh, one my, um, used to put you to sleep and keep you asleep during general anesthesia for surgery. Right. It's a uh, mission accomplished. But my mum, when she's <laughs> she's gone in for heart surgeries lately, always says, yep. can I have some of my Michael Jackson milk? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he called oh. it, my milk. He wanted his yeah. milk. <laughs> I'm um, a fan. Well, yet another fucking child star, you know, bucked the trend, turned out superbly. <laughs> um. <laughs> Only one thing to do, though, when you mag it in first class on your 37th. Uh, it's not his fault, obviously. It's proper fans' fault. You know what? Um, I'm not I'm not going to do it because I've missed the chance here, but we actually spoke about Michael Jackson dying and didn't play a snippet from Gone Too Soon. <laughs> do you reckon they played Gone Too Soon at MJ's funeral? Who knows? Like <laughs> well, you play it now. You just said you weren't going to do it. You've done it. I'll stop it. Um, propofan, like you said, it's a uh, double pain. It's, it's said to be a bit like aspirin, but I then I don't. It's a mm. prescription one. I don't need a prescription for aspirin. If I've got a fucking blinder of a headache, I just take more of it without having to go to the chemist. Done. So double, double action to me suggests 
some sort of script. You need yeah, something. But you don't. Just have more aspirin. Mm. That's it. Don't be a dickhead. It sounds more complex than an aspirin. Um, Matthias went and sat on the armrest of a female passenger who was sitting near him in the first-class cabin. What else is there to do? Get the party started. Step up. <laughs> no one else is going to do it, are they? She's 37th. Um, who was she sitting next to? Only her very own sleeping husband. Oh. Um, the woman woke her husband up who asked him to leave. He refused. He moved closer. Don't tell Matthias what to do. Who do you think you are, Dad? <laughs> As um, some members of the flight crew intervened, the captain was made aware. He's left his station and stepped in to ask Matthias to calm down. Big mistake. And I have to say, I'm probably with Matthias here, calm down or relax. Worst things you can say to someone when they're upset. And rich. Well, that's provided you're not a violent man or woman, obviously. It's probably, he's just never heard no. So he's confused. He's already drunk. Yeah. It's like talking none to me in Swahili. I've got no idea. None of us like, none of us like to be told to calm down. <laughs> Relax. It's the worst thing. Try saying it to a woman, see what happens. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> it's a presumption that things are going to escalate. That's what's not on for me. Has the opposite effect on someone who isn't violent in the first place. I'm telling you, I've, I've only ever told my wife to calm down twice and that was just to give her enough rage to push both of our children out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, calm down. I'm trying to listen to my transistor. Face <laughs> four's on. Um, Matthias got escorted by the captain to a seat several rows behind his original. Sounds like a different class to me. There, are there more than several mm. rows in first class? I don't know. On a big on a big plane like that, you might, you know. Well, if he's in one A. You might have six six rows of first class and then fifteen rows of business and then economy. Yeah. Um told to behave himself. Matthias then grabbed the captain's crotch and shouted, Please. I am not going to behave myself. And then he tried to throw a punch. Oh no. So you got polo playing investment bankers <laughs> traditionally have custard arms. <laughs> I'm saying this with full confidence, having looked at photos of none of them. I'll fight them all and oh, win. Line absolutely. them all up. <laughs> Get me my no Hermes boxing question. gloves. I'm yeah. dusting them all up. Although, <laughs> oh, you never know these days with the advent of extreme vanity moving toward men who will never need muscles getting muscled up. Yeah, but, but yeah, muscles doesn't mean a, the ability to cop one across the nose. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know filth. I know, lying on a bench, pushing something heavy off their chest. They've never heard. <laughs> when you clap both ears at the same time. <laughs> uh, they've never heard the Velcro-like sound of them getting ripped off, no less. Um, yeah, fair bet. We could all bash investment banker, heir to a fortune types. Uh Never became clear whether the captain of the plane was male or female, but I reckon a bloke mm. grabbed the captain's crotch as the giveaway there because that escalates from dirty move to sexual assault when it's not a bloke. Um, if, look, if we want to move toward across-the-board equality with sexual assault, we've got to be better as a species and have some standards set up really here. But uh, anyway, different time, isn't it? <laughs> uh, something for the future there. A... Um, a struggle with three flight attendants ensued 
which ended with Matthias being handcuffed, shackled, and tied to a seat. Wouldn't have been oh, too hard no. by the look of him. Get the Hermes handcuffs and the Hermes rope. Yeah. We've got him. <laughs> Not too hard. The silk handcuffs. <laughs> One passenger later stated he was like a man possessed. And f- he must have been because he's only a little fella. Yeah. Um, they didn't really have anywhere to stop. By that stage, only a couple of hours left in the flight, so they bravely pushed on to JFK Airport where the female body inspectors got on board and said, ain't nothing but a peanut. Status arrested. Matthias. Uh, he was brought before federal court on air rage charges, which can face a maximum penalty of 20 years in the clink. Well, he must laugh when he hears that, though. Oh, did he ever? There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> US sentencing guidelines suggest six months for those with no previous convictions. Um, You'd almost come in and go, my granddad started Hermes, just save your breath here and tell me what the fine is. Yeah. Don't start reading through years and months and don't bother with incarcerated. What's the fine? I'd love to know what happened to all those olden days, black and white judges, you know, particular mockingbird types who just go, nah, fuck off, mate. One rule for all of us. That's how it is. 20 years in the clink, sucked in. Not many of them around anymore. Um, Craig Walkle, the defence attorney, said, Matthias was very sorry about what happened and declined any further comment. They don't really have to talk. They don't want to, uh, even under oath. You know what's happening there? He can't talk because he's too busy sitting, listening, learning and growing. Yeah, from the rooftop of a mansion somewhere else because he doesn't have to go to court. They don't really have to if they don't want to. Um, he's just butting out a cigarette in his National 7 ashtray, AU $1,070. <laughs> Imagine a $1,000 ashtray. What, a, what kind of an ass do you have to be to do that? Shall I help some people? No. Nah. 1000 buck ashtray. Fashion house Hermes were asked to comment they said, Mr. Matthias Gerond, didn't even say his name Hermes, the hyphenated Hermes, Mr. Matthias Gerond has no role in the company and therefore we have no comment. Pretty good. There's his punishment. Um, as no comments go, I reckon Matthias would have taken that as somewhat of a comment. Mm. Um, you know what he got as initial punishment? Well, I'm going to say a fine. Not even. He got released on bail of how much? Oh. Us dollars. Five thousand? Fifty thousand. Oh. That's what they suggest for the rich. Um But that's what I also think that amount too. He's got so much money that you may as well make bail five. You may as well make it five dollars. Yeah. Because regardless of the amount, he could just cover it. Well, it's just to it's just to make the working classes feel like something's happened, I think, yeah. because some people look at that and go, well, that's a lot of money. When you look at that's like me handing over one cent. Now, I've, but I've never, I don't know how this works. I don't think I've ever even seen it in a show. When someone's released on bail, like a surety, do they, you've worked with cops before, yeah. ACAB? <laughs> All the time. And, um, but do, do you have to front up the cat? Do you have to fucking, is it 50 grand in an envelope or something and it sits at the cop shop until you turn back up? How does I it work? I don't know. I mean, I can only go from what I've seen in the movies, mm. which seems to be absolutely correct in America. Um, I think it's just cash or whatever you want. 
And if you want to put up, they put the amount up really high for druggies and like drug traffickers and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Colombians and what have you and go, yeah, make it 10 million. And they just give 10 million and fuck off. Mm. So I think it's just, oh, it's all money and everything's about money over there. You reckon um, he had it on him? You reckon he opened his Citizen Twill compact wallet, AU 1240, <laughs> and he had 50 grand? <laughs> I'd say he just fucking unclipped his watch, just chucked that at the judge, <laughs> walk out. Um, Give or take. They're the last words the stenographer's yeah. gotten down. Give or take. Keep, keep the change, mate. Get yourself something nice. <laughs> um, a year later, the charges got dropped without fanfare. Just don't. Hold on. See ya. Don't worry about it. So grab grab the pilot's dick. Have a fight. Um, hit on a hit on a woman, fight three flight attendants. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, he's your fifty Jeez. grand back. Why should he have to face the consequences of his actions? His dad's loaded. He plays polo. It's his thirty seventh. Don't know what the deciding factor was in the end. One of those things. An overwhelming amount of evidence in his favour. Dad's rich. Um, in the aftermath, actually, on uh, 12th of March, 2010. You got the 50 grand back. You get your bail back, don't you, if you're innocent? Fuck. Or not? Am I, am I mistaken? I'm sure you get it back. Does he go and collect it and chuck it into his city back 27 backpack? Are you $11,235? Or his Hermes City News briefcase, 9495 It's an 11 grand backpack. <laughs> Really, you know, <laughs> backpacking changes that, doesn't it? Um, oh, my favourite is the messenger bag, 9785 bucks. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, messengers doing that. <laughs> I don't reckon there's any fucking bike couriers getting around the CBD oh, here's a on a pushy with no brakes. Um, yeah. Cube to put on the back of your motorbike <laughs> and deliver stuff. Me, me, me Hermes Deliveroo Cube. Yeah. <laughs> 2010. 12th of March, his wife divorced him. Oh. That's for her, of course. Um, one month later, on 21st of April 2010, what do you reckon Matthias did? Got married again? Nope. Ooh. He died of heart complications oh. due to an underlying like a disease. Rainbow, fading in the twinkling of I'm not going to say what it is he died of. I mentioned it earlier. I dare say ears pricked up. Death. The great leveller. So what happened to him? Heart complications. Heart complications, yeah. Um, it's broken. His obituary, his obituary reads... Hopefully just the same as his online... Just, what was it? A billionaire. Oh, <laughs> a billionaire with a heart of gold, literally. Billionaire polo um, player. No, it's uh, it says... Matthias touched everyone with his kindness, generosity, and big heart. <laughs> I know a pilot who agrees with that. Um, well, including obviously, but not limited to women in fancies when he's maggot and pilots. I, uh, I tell you what, bitcheries are just. You reckon that pilot's wife get home, got home, and there's just a packet of frozen peas on her husband's dick? Yeah, what's yeah. wrong here? What happened to you? Oh, just a kind-hearted man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> touching me. With his generosity, <laughs> what that I mean is his closed fist. Um, obituaries are just tropes, aren't they? Kindness and generosity. They get commandeered by pretty much everyone when it comes to the dearly departed. If we're to believe eulogies and obituaries, the world is a wonderful place, just full of kindness and 
kind souls and generous people. Shame they can't stay with us longer. Um, his wife missed a trick though there, didn't she? Divorced him a month too early. The uh, swift hand oh. of a patriarchal billionaire when a woman has the audacity to leave one of his sons would have done some damage to her damage, I reckon. Mm. Anyway. Well, she would have. She probably got half, but had, had he passed away. Could have had the lots. She would have had it all. Yeah. Well, how much does she need? Maybe she's a kind of generous soul who only wanted half. Mm. They usually want more, though. Um, his wedding to her, actually, backtracking a bit, that attracted media oh, attention for its lavish nature. Oh, yeah, of course. Is it as he's, good as our mate, Salim, that we covered on Land Larrikins? No, he's no mayor of Auburn. But it, uh, <laughs> Deputy it did, mayor. I beg your pardon. It did start in Paris with more than 450 guests and it ended in Marrakesh Jesus. five days later via two private jets. Fucking hell. Not bad. Good size. Either that, way. Imagine when you, <laughs> you get that wedding invite. Yeah. Like, hey, babe, are we going to, are we going to fucking Hermes boys' second wedding? Uh, what day is it? It's a Saturday, Saturday 2 p.m. It's wrapping up at 2 p- Oh, I can't wrap at 2 p.m. What the? 2 p.m. Thursday. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. We meant two locations. I mean, other country weddings, not on anyway. But multiple country weddings. Oof. Some of us have jobs, mate. Um, either way, though, what are you planning for your big thirty seventh big one? <laughs> Couple of years time. Look out! Oof. I should do the same. Paris to New York. Yeah, I want a Hermes themed birthday. We'll do Paris to New York on your thirty seventh. Just get maggot in first class. <laughs> Great. Um. Watch the pilot come out and it's a female and I go, fuck, well, I can't just, can't do the full thing now, can I? Well, you can. The charges are going to go up. <laughs> you won't be getting out with a slap on the wrist of 50 grand. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Midfly Brawl. Thanks so much for listening in. Thanks for telling your mates. Thanks for all the support. Get around the Patreon if you haven't. Already, maybe open up your Hermes City Slide belt bag, AU $4,845, and chuck a few coins to us each month. <laughs> if you can. I think Heggy's saving up all of his for a zip tablet racing pouch, AU $6,590. Fuck. We- <laughs> what the fuck is a racing? It's a pencil case, isn't it? I don't know. I think so. It's got a zip. Yep. Uh, maybe, a, maybe a laptop. Maybe a laptop oh, cover. Good God. It's all in French on here, so I need you to read the rest. All right. I'm gone before you keep saying anything more on this. Don't want to hear it. Get around the live shows, midflybrawl.com. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's Midflight Brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.